We are Missing Magnolias, and we have a guest with us today. We have Andy Schmidt here with us. Hey, Andy, how are you? Hey, what's up? How's your post-pandemic life going? Um, It's not too much different than my pandemic life, because I didn't really go anywhere before. Is that a good thing? I mean, I'm happy with it. Good. So today we're doing another um, one of those mini episodes where we're talking about weird, devious, strange, bizarre, or unusual things. Yeah. You know, just just the stuff that's in my browser history. Yeah, that you don't want on your like work computer that you would have to like, you would go in incognito mode if you were probably searching just to get any, rid of any weird questions that might follow. Absolutely incognito mode. So today we're talking about, um, we're going your hands on a hard body, but we're talking about two uh, very different, but from a similar sort of vein. Um, we're talking about reborn dolls and we're talking about sex dolls. Mm-hmm. So which topic would we like to cover first? Mm, I say reborns, cause that's, I don't know if anyone uh, knows a lot about, about those. Awesome, okay. so. I think like we probably have some tangential experience with this. Maybe we've seen a weird Facebook ad or we've had a cousin of a cousin who had one of these dolls in their homes. Um, but we didn't really have a name for them beyond unusual or, or if you're me, creepy. Um, but they're dolls that are uh, collectively called reborn dolls. Um, so they look, they're made to look as much like real humans as they possibly can. Um, it's been around since the 90s and became pretty popular then. They have like conferences now. Um, I don't know if that is, has survived the pandemic, but they've historically had conferences. It's an incredibly lucrative hobby um, that in, all types of people partake in. Um, and it involves just creating and personalizing these dolls. Um, now for some, there's, there's some people who say that it's therapeutic um that it helps individuals who have dementia or alzheimer's or something like that um if they're stuck in a time period where in which they were parents or mothers um that these dolls can provide them with comfort um or, or for children who are autistic perhaps um there's a companion for them however i don't know of any academic research that has looked at the effectiveness of reborn dolls so i can't really speak on that but i of course am no expert on this topic i just saw them once many years ago and then stumbled upon them again as an adult and thought it was bizarre and strange and immediately subscribed to the subreddit so within the realms of this uh, subreddit, there's this particular doll that's really popular and there's a whole bunch of controversy surrounding it. Um, so the doll's name is Britain and she's called like our Lord and Savior, Britain. Like everyone takes Britain really seriously. And um, Britain's 
mother used to post a lot. So this woman who identifies as Britain's mother um, created a personality for this reborn doll. Um, I think predominantly on Facebook, but I'm a proud non-Facebooker and a hypocritical Instagram user. Um, so Thank I you. don't know of any of the presence that remains on Facebook, um, but it would, you know, filter in by, I guess, you know, fellow users who would go on Facebook and then bring it to us Redditors. Um, and everyone was fascinated. She would, because this woman would talk, um, she talks in like how she thinks like a baby would talk. Oh, wow. But it's like, not really how a baby would talk? Yeah, because babies don't talk. Yeah, so. yeah. And they don't have teeth. <laughs> like, she would just, like, put W's in places and stuff. So we'll be oh. like, we want cookies, cookies. And it meant cookies. She wanted chips ahoy cookies. And uh, it, just, it just became really, really popular. And then Britain's mom did some um, Q&As. She made them done an AMA. Um, I don't know. She got big, and then there was a lot of backlash because people were like, oh, wow. "You're nuts!" and you know, all the people are saying really terrible things. And uh, then she stopped. So the subreddit has, has been less Britain focused in recent days since this. But it is wild to me that it has this whole culture. Yeah. And I, I like that this we've created, you know, we've said before with the long Furbies, this is a safe space and uh, we're not passing any judgment. And it's great if, you know, the philosophy, as long as you're not hurting anyone, do your do your weird thing. And, you know, I, I hope maybe they, it'd be interesting to know what's kind of happening here on a psychological level, what these people are getting out of these dolls. You know, is this and like a Munchausen by proxy thing or? Is it doing something good, right? right? Is it, okay, I think the way that some people picture it is it's these sad women who can't have children who want a child and so they get this doll as a replacement. Um, but that concept of like how, like this perception that A, all women want to be mothers or that B, um, not being able to be a mother would be so all consuming that you would cope in a way to get a baby doll, which is immediately and obviously not super healthy, right? Like, I mean, that definitely makes sense. The pressure to have children as a woman is immense. I like I feel like it's always coming at me all sides and I don't want children personally um and to a lot of people that just makes me a really terrible person um so I could understand why women would feel the need to want to take care of something with society's pressure of like you should be nurturing you should be a mother because you're a woman because the two are you know coinciding but then why not why not a dog or a cat, or like a mother equals caretaker, why not an animal? I mean, yeah, I have cats and they fulfill my need to take care of things just fine. I have a, so, friend. I have a friend and she's gone to the, the succulents route. She already has pets, but you know, to give that care, that nurture. So there are other avenues. Yeah, definitely. Um, Maybe there's a sense of like fear that they won't be able to take care of these things. So they go for something that like can't necessarily die. Oh my gosh, that's so poetic. Yes, your reborn <laughs> dolls live forever, but your dog, what, eight, 10 years? Yeah, maybe they just 
don't want something that's going to go away. They're just like, this is my fix and that's it. And I never have to worry about it again. But now what if I'm someone who says, oh, I think all of this is sort of silly, but I just create a personality and lifestyle for a doll because it's therapeutic. So you're the person that's saying, hey, I do this because it's it's like a hobby and it's therapeutic. Yeah, go to nursing home. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad you brought back in the nursing home because that's super interesting. I mean, uh, um, Andy, what, what do you have to say? Oh yeah, I mean, I am very much for like whatever, life is hard. Whatever little thing that helps you cope that isn't hurting others, do, do it. You know, like if it's not hurting others and you feel like it's working for you. Yeah, I agree. But just to throw in the mix, you know, um, some of these, you know, these dolls are very, can be very expensive. And, um, you know, if you have all the clothes and all, you know, it, it could be in a, a very expensive hobby and potentially draining on your uh, bank account. So then, you know, I think, you know, when would there, would there need to be an intervention with family and loved ones if someone's taking, you know, has a hobby and it's just gone, like, you know, they got to put a more lean on the house or something for these, you know, dolls and their clothes and everything else. And I also wonder if the internet hasn't made something that would probably be incredibly isolating far less isolated. Like if we were in the eighties and you were roaming around town with this doll that you dress and names and stuff, people are going to probably want to be friends with you right like you're gonna weird some people out that's gonna be conversation to be had it's gonna be a whole thing right right yeah. but now with the internet it's like you can have a, your your whole reborn doll life in a community where you can get on and talk about what kind of cookies your doll ate this afternoon you yeah it's I mean? totally okay and yeah it brings people together yeah I would love, you know, so the, this is, the stall is like the perfect baby, right? For the most part, unless it's got audio, it doesn't cry and it doesn't, you don't have to change diapers. I wonder about the people that, uh, you know, have the ones that have, you know, uh, like a, <laughs> that make the baby, the crying noise. And I, I don't know if you saw, you know, some of them, you know, have, buy diapers and stuff. And I don't know if they're putting anything, I, I don't know, but yeah. I feel like this is a very vague memory and it may not be true, but I feel like I watched a video of someone changing one of those dolls diapers. Yeah. And she would put stuff in it. Yeah. I don't know if it was like, I mean, when I was a kid, I had one of those baby alive dolls That's true. where you like made some kind of mush and like <laughs> shoved it in the baby's mouth and it pooped it out later. Um, so I don't know if it's that situation or if they're just trying to make it more real for themselves which I feel like is a whole separate conversation. Separate conversation. <laughs> like that's a whole nother um, hobby, I feel like. Or maybe just taking it to another level. And I think that transitions, that transitions us very easily into our next topic, which is a similar but different story, right? To talk about um, this other sort of way in which humans are trying to cope with, I don't know if it's loneliness, or need or whatever it is, um, but probably something more than sexual desire uh, is the use of the purchase and use of these sex dolls. And what we're not talking about is like minor sex toy style stuff. We are not talking about flashlights. We are talking about multi hundreds, oftentimes many thousand dollar 
um, typically Japanese made or Japanese origin um, sex dolls that are made to look hyper realistic and weigh really heavy like a human would weigh and have a varying personality characteristics and personalization features. I would love to know if they, uh, if there was like a more of a demand with this quarantine, like if the, you know, sex dolls and toilet, the rise of sex dolls and toilet paper, like went through the roof. Oh yeah. That's a really interesting question. I would like to know the answer to that. <laughs> I feel like, of course. Right. Uh, have you ever been to one of the websites and looked at some, they're so realistic. Yeah. It's like a good date threshold question. If you ever have your date, like pick one you learn so much about like what they, what they're, you know. Well, that definitely sounds like a fun date activity. That sounds like the kind of date activity I would be into. Um, I don't know, I think the dolls can be good for people. Um, I, for one, am very much like this weird mix of introvert and extrovert where like I'm an introvert at heart, but I'm very capable of putting on the mask of extrovert. But like deep down inside, I really just wanna be by myself. Yeah. And every once in a while, I would like to have someone to talk to, which like I have cats and I talk to my cats. Um, I don't necessarily need the response back. So I feel like maybe some of these people, it's like the same thing, except they want the sexual aspect as well. So like maybe they just want somebody that doesn't talk back. It's just so expensive. And I have to wonder like the practicalities of it. Like what do you are you out and proud? Do you hide your sex doll? What if your parents come visit? Where does it go? Is there a closet for it? Like I'm looking across the living room at my bedroom right now. Like if I had a sex doll, it would be so heavy. And I don't think I can move it all around. Like what are the practicalities of this? And I feel like you must want something like this really bad. Like it's really, really feeling of a need or a void for you. If you're going to think about all of this and then make the move. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if you want something, you can rationalize it. You know, you'll figure out a way. Like you can get a sex doll or you can have, be in a relationship, but when you're in a relationship, there's like dinners that are bought and gifts and you know, these different things. So maybe to them, they're like, I can spend all this money on one person in the course of a relationship or I can just spend it on this one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it is just like this new age of like convenience and really kind of being able to decide what your priorities are and like curate your life around it. Yeah. I think people are just like trying to find different things to fill voids while also, you know, some people are just also very career oriented and don't have a lot of time to date. Oh yeah. That would make sense. And I want, we're just assuming that these people have, you know, forgone, human interaction how many of these people may be in relationships or actively dating and they're doing this on their like tuesday night or whatever they just you know oh this is very true like a specific sex doll fetish and not necessarily buying it to fill a need you're right we're imagining the the person partaking in sex dolls as being sad and lonely but perhaps that's not their experience at all yeah it could just be like one of the things they're into People who say that sex dolls are anti-feminist or, 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 or could lead to things like necrophilia or, or just something that's dangerous. Um, well, I mean, as far as the necrophilia, I feel like 
I feel like if anything, it would be a substitute for someone who was curious about necrophilia um, more than it would be some, I don't know. I don't feel like it would lead someone to be into it, but I feel like someone who is into it would use it, which would ultimately be better for mankind, (laughs) I think. You know, it could just be that it's just not become normalized, you know, maybe like when the vibrator or whatever, you know, we thought we're going to replace like, you know, men and human interaction, but it just, and you know, look how common it is now. Oh yeah, definitely. That's such a good point. Yes. Perhaps there's just so much deviancy around it that we've created a problem. And also, you know, maybe these, these two coping mechanisms, we can call them, um, are odd, but not problematic. But um, also, you know, what about the people who don't, these are both like really expensive hobbies, right? Yeah. Like the average person in America, especially today, uh, is not, they'd have to have a hands on a hard body fun, right? Save their pennies to, to get their objects of desire. So uh, what, do, what does the average person do? What are these needs that aren't being filled by the people who can't afford this? Where's that going, I wonder? It's a very good point. And I also wonder if we have to put a, you know, a number to a human interaction, what, what's the cost of just being in a relationship and, uh, over the course of a year and how does that compute with the, you know, the cost of one of these dolls? I mean, you could take the doll on trips and stuff, you know, fly to the Bahamas, buy a plane ticket or check it, carry on. I'm not sure. Probably buy the plane ticket. You'd never get the sand out. Good. Yeah. How do we clean these things? Does this go through (laughs) the dishwasher? If it could, I don't know. I saw like a bad comedy and they were trying to put the sex doll in the dishwasher. So I'm so curious on like a practical level, how they clean these things. I don't know. I think, um, on Jersey shore family reunion, I think maybe Snooki might've washed the Sammy doll in the bathtub, like with soap and water. (laughs) I could be mistaken. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Is there certain soaps you can't use? Yeah. Is there areas water can't get? Yeah. Yeah. Is it hot tub friendly? Right. Do you have like, a, does it come with like a sex doll douche that you use? Or no, I think, I feel like I have read somewhere. I think they have some that actually catch uh, the fluids. Oh, okay. And then you just like empty it out. Okay. It's so interesting, like you said, to know all of these things that are out there. I think, Michelle, you um, turned me on to a show. It was the, um, the Darknet. And they did this one episode, and I think it's China, where it's like, an, it's, if you can imagine, kind of like a Nintendo video game. And it's um, the whole premise is having a girlfriend. And it's caught on. It's like huge. And it's just so interesting. Um, how we found ways to like replicate the human relationship in different forms. And it's not even really sexual. It's kind of sweet. It's kind of romantic. They just like the idea of having a girlfriend and they check in with each other through the game. It's a game. So. Yeah, I actually, um, I have heard of people like girls who are basically like a paid online girlfriend. So like these men pay her and they just like text them throughout the day and just have this like facade of a relationship. And I don't know, I guess that's enough for them. I mean, I'm sure there's other things like sexting and maybe like video calls and stuff like that that's involved. Um, 
Right. But yeah, so basically we're living in an age where you can just pay someone in another state to be your girlfriend and fulfill just that little yeah, you know, spare time each day. Technology has really driven us in this direction. You know, we've become so isolated with our work schedules and uh, our devices that, you know, this was only, you know, someone probably could have foreseen this. Oh yeah, it's definitely at a point where like, not only are we isolated, but you can pay for just almost anything you need or want. It may be, a, it isn't real, you know, but you can basically find what you're looking for. You know, and I think maybe some of these people don't want something that's real. They just want a little bit of attention. Sort of the same thing. It's all versions of the same thing that we're talking about, right? It's meeting needs in this semi-realistic way. Sort of seems to work for people, for some people. Yeah, maybe we're just moving towards this era where, like I said, you can just curate your life if a relationship isn't that important to you, but like you still feel something missing from that attention you can find someone and pay them for that attention and not have to like put in the effort that maybe you just don't have time for you know because like dating nowadays i feel like requires so much oh yeah like people want to text all day long and for me personally i work a lot of nights so dating for me is really hard to like find time um to be just to be free and meet anyone so like i could definitely understand how someone's like i just want to pay for this amount of attention a day and i don't want to really have to work towards someone who's going to get mad at me when i don't text back right away you know like you're paying someone who's never gonna pick a fight with you you know it's always just gonna be the easy parts and like i said it's not real <laughs> so who knows if it really works in a long-term situation but my fear for the Black Mirror episode is that when things get so advanced, I don't know if you saw the ending of her, what do you do when the doll leaves you for another doll, another human? What if it be, you know, that's <laughs> that level of rejection. Like if we, if we get, ever get to that point. Oh, I don't know if we ever get it to a point where it's like robots and artificial intelligence. I feel like I, have, I will have already found a bunker somewhere because that's when I'm going to start being a doomsday prepper. Oh, yeah. I've watched so, like, I don't know. I feel like every movie in the 90s was robots are going to form consciousness and come and get us. Or computers, I should say. Um, and also, the dolls just creep me out. Like, anything bigger than a Barbie doll. Yeah, so, I don't think you're alone. I, I follow the camp of I'm afraid of clowns. That's what gets me. So, oh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of clowns either. I, um, I'm having to pull up my phone again because uh, Michelle had sent me this picture of this reborn baby girl, and it's got, um, it, it, yeah, how did we leave this out? It's, uh, it's got a mustache and a, no, I'm sorry. It's got like a full ZZ top beard, a receding hairline, hair on the arms, and then a onesie with like a snake. Oh, wow. So you can customize them in all the ways, all kinds of different creatures, baby animals with human faces is a popular one, which is very oh. strange to me. Um, there's just, there's just so much out there for everyone. If you have the money, they'll find it. 
Oh yeah. My question is, where are these people getting all this money? Oh yeah. To buy dolls. So let Same. us know, rich, reborn doll people. What what's the deets? Yes, definitely. I would love to know. And that about sums it up for me. Um thank you guys for indulging strange and odd. And um Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my god, thank you so much for having me. Come back. Fun. Oh, anytime. Thank With you. the hands-on hard body uh cross tank, crossfit tank or something. Hands-on hard body will make CrossFit lo- looking like muscle tank top. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <And> it's us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, signing out. That's it.